0: Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We are your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today, we are going to come to you with a pretty fun episode. We're going to be talking about what we're watching. We're going to be updating you on some reality fantasy. We are going to be talking about reality TV news, pop culture news, and then we'll end with um, just letting you know a little bit about our lives. So, Let's go ahead and get started. What have you two been watching this week?
1: Well, I'm all caught up on Siesta Key, which I know y'all don't watch.
0: That's okay. What what what's like your favorite favorite thing that happened in the last episode?
1: Oh, it's it's all a mess. I love it. Um, okay. So this season they're in Miami. So they have filmed the four previous seasons in. Um. I'm sorry y'all I'm sick so if I'm sniffing um in Siesta Key and now the cast has moved to Miami to pursue dreams and stuff and it's just it's a shit show and it's amazing
0: well I'm glad you're enjoying it
1: (laughs) y'all need to watch it
0: I've wow.
2: seen it before, I just haven't watched the season, but I kind of know what goes on because I kind of, for some reason, follow it on social media. So I know all the characters and I know a lot of what goes on.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so Juliet's the main character.
2: Why do they all have brown hair this season, by the way? I saw the trailer, I'm like, yeah. what happened?
1: <laughs> Chloe doesn't, but yeah, Juliet's dark and Kara's dark. And yeah. Yeah.
2: That's what stuck out to me when I saw the trailer the other day.
1: It may be a, like a Miami thing. I don't know. Blondes are out, I guess. Okay.
0: Well, Is Kelsey still on or
2: did you get to the part where Kelsey leaves?
1: So that's interesting because I told Mitch the other night, I'm like, apparently she got let go in the middle of filming. Mm-hmm. They haven't aired her at all. So they must oh. have just deleted any of her scenes.
2: Oh, so they're not even going to make a big deal. Like, oh, this is Kelsey is leaving or
1: whatever. No, no, we're three episodes in.
0: Christina, she's a big character.
1: So, she was one of the main characters fr- from the first season.
0: So, maybe a little bit of a transition here, but so she got the D edit. Yeah.
1: yeah. But not for the same reasoning.
0: Why did she get kicked off?
1: It, she- she got a call. She was going to film a scene and they called her and basically said, mm-hmm. we don't, we're done. Like, we don't need you to film anymore.
2: Well, I never heard why. Did you, Abby? No, no. I, I never heard why. Like she, to me, I'm like, wow, she's like a main character. She's always like, has like some sort of tension with someone. Like she's brings something to the show.
1: So I don't, I didn't get it. At no, all. she doesn't. Oh, okay. maybe for some people yeah yeah she's a main character and (laughs) um, I just mean
2: she gets like in physical fights with people I don't know she's yeah no
1: yeah no she does I mean there's drama but I I couldn't stand her from the first episode five seasons ago so you were not I think it's it sucks how she what happened if there wasn't any because they've done this before edited out people but it was for reasons, kind of like a D reason.
0: So did either of you listen to Dee's podcast? No, but I saw clips
2: on Instagram and I listened to the clips that were shared.
0: Okay. So I did listen to it. It's only like a half an hour, so if you you know want to listen, you can. But um, she it's called she started a podcast called Divine and her first episode she talks about getting let go from MTV it's actually like a, a pretty interesting listen but um i would say like the biggest thing that i had a problem with and i think a lot of other people had a problem with is that she was very unapologetic about the whole thing she says that you know she doesn't regret her tweet and that she doesn't see it as racist but she does see that um with everything that was going on with the black lives matter movement, that it was in poor taste and it was not the right timing and she should not have said it, um, for those reasons. Um, she has two producers that are on the show with her and they kind of are asking her questions about it. And one thing that they touch on is that like, um, she was not completely ignorant to, um, um, like American history, but being from Australia, she doesn't know American history like we know American history, and I feel like that's kind of fair. I don't know anything about like Australian history, or you know, I I don't. So um, I I feel like I I I understand some aspects of it, but I think the biggest takeaway from it wasn't for me, it wasn't her talking about, um, the incident as much as it was talking about the after effects of the incident and how she was, um, very suicidal afterwards. She felt like she didn't have anybody there for her, um, when it happened. She doesn't name any names, but she talks about being in Kansas city and her friend who lives there, obviously West and somebody that she. Fell in love with and thought that she was soulmates with, and she says that, um, he lives in Kansas City and he's black and he's vegan, and so everybody, you know, can put together that she was talking about Nehemiah to the point where then Nehemiah did an Instagram live that was about 20 minutes long, and um, he says that I think the biggest thing about Nehemiah's is that it shows what good character he has it made me like him so much more because he shows so much grace so much compassion and um you know he like talks about how like he was there for her in like all these different ways but when you're going through trauma sometimes you don't you're not able to see it as clearly as other people are And, um, he just like describes it as this like very traumatic event that happened in her life. And he, um, is just like, tells everybody that like, you know, when I first, when I first heard it, I I was like, oh, like this is, this is how she felt about it. And instead of like getting mad or tweeting about it or, you know, doing what a lot of other reality stars or, you know, public figures, um, would do he called her directly and they had a conversation about it and um he wanted to let her know that like you know like he is there for her if she's still having issues like he will talk to her and um it just i I, i'm very impressed with nehemiah in this whole situation for sure but it was very very interesting to listen to everything
2: did um uh Oh my god! I almost said the name wrong. Swaggy, I almost said Baggy, and combined Bailey and Swaggy. Did Swaggy and
0: Bailey reply at all to uh, the podcast that D did? Not that I've seen. No. I mean, maybe they have, but I haven't seen. I it haven't yet. seen it. No, I
2: haven't seen it either. I didn't even know Nehemiah did. So you you knew more than that. I. I saw the D clips coming so, through my Instagram, but I didn't see Nehemiah's response. So that's interesting.
0: And he had it saved on his, he had his Instagram live saved. So if you want to um, watch that, you can, it's on his Instagram page. You can watch yeah. it. Was he in love with her? Um. He said that they, well, I mean, he said that he has, lo- he still has love for her. So I don't know if he was like in love with her, but I, they had a, a pretty deep relationship. It sounds like on both, both sides acknowledged it. And you know, like she she talks about how um she says it was a sexual relationship. They were essentially living together for a couple months when in Kansas City. So she was she stayed with him while she was there.
1: And it ended like when that tweet came out
0: shortly after he says that there are like other reasons that that you know led for it to end. Um he didn't say what, whether it be, you know, um the fact that she was leaving Kansas City or I, I I don't really know um what would have led to it if not, but it did end shortly after that. But I also know that she wasn't in Kansas City for much longer after that either. Because so I remember like I
2: remember I- when this happened, Wes tried to like beat around the bush that D was even there and Marie was calling Wes out like mm-hmm. D's staying at one of your properties. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I remember that.
0: Well, and then I remember it being like, she was like banished from Kansas city or something. And she says she went to Denver. Um, and, but she talks about like how, like, it was a really hard time for her because it was COVID. She was on, um, a three month visa to, um, the United States and she wasn't, um, she was in like Vegas area with Maddie in Georgia for a long time. When COVID happened, um, Georgia got the opportunity to fly back to, to the UK, but um, Australia's rules for COVID were stricter and Dee was not allowed to go back there. So what she thought yeah. was going to be three months, um, she said she had a month left when all of this happened um, and she was here for six months after that just waiting. And so she's like, all I wanted to do was go home and be with my family and people who like actually know me and actually love me and know my heart. And, um, I literally was not allowed to because of the COVID protocols. And she said that she was just like very depressed and to the point where, you know, like she was suicidal and it was, it was, I, I can't imagine. Cause I know how much hate she got for that. And I'm not saying that what she said was okay or any, like I'm not defending her in any way, but the mental anguish of the aftermath of that would have had to been absolutely awful. Yeah.
2: So is this like, this was like her own podcast that she just started. Was this the first
0: episode? Yeah, it was. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, so she just started this podcast. This was the very first episode of it and um she just wanted to address as she calls it the pink elephant in the room. She also talks about how like in COVID times the only thing that there was to do was party, which is really interesting because I feel like I you No. Know? i was not around people like that at all during covid but um she also said that when she did send that tweet that she was on acid during during that time too so i don't know (laughs) yeah okay yeah she said that she's really into her psychedelics she loves um stuff like that. And she says she, yeah, she refers to them as mushies and acid. And she said that she took a tab of acid. She didn't want to be around anybody else. She went up to bed um, to just like be in her trip by herself, basically, and go to sleep. And so she went upstairs and she was on Twitter and she tweeted that, went to bed and it was just like, in her head was like, okay, this will show people that like, ha ha ha, like kind of a cheeky way of saying that um she loves black people or whatever and
1: do either one of y'all remember the tweet
0: exactly yeah she yeah so what she says was a tweet was um there was somebody who tweeted her and said that posting the black square wasn't enough and why is she not actually blm and just posing like she's blm and so she quote tweeted that and said, I don't know why people think I'm anti BLM. I've been BLM since the day I lost my virginity. Oh. So, definitely in poor
2: taste. Okay, I don't, all right, I'm gonna say, I, listen, I listened to the podcast, all I saw were the clips that were taking out of contests, but it sounds like she's making fucking excuses for it. Oh, I was on acid. Oh, I went to bed and went to sleep. Oh, this, I was depressed. I was this, I was that. Instead of just coming out on this podcast and saying, I did this, this was wrong, and I regret it.
0: And I think that that's what she should have said. Yes.
1: Yeah, most Australians don't do that. What? I feel like I don't know. I feel like Australians. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded awful, but I. No, but I wonder what. Wait, tell me about what. Where are you getting this from? I love this. Okay, my sister's godfather is Australian, (laughs) and my roommate, one of my roommates in college, was Australian. So I'm I'm totally I'm doing the exact same thing I should not be doing but they were both very similar and they were both I mean I knew my sister's godfather I just want to stop talking now no I knew him like growing up my whole life they don't they never took responsibilities for any actions they're very affable. they're very like everything you say is in jest like there's no hard feelings Let's all be friends they they have this very that's how her producers made it seem it, it they have this i don't know how to describe it like they're funny, they're fun, like everything is everyone's friends, so does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense yes, um it's very very, very laid back, and so like, I'm not making excuses for her, but I don't, I, they're just so laid back.
0: It's
2: a different culture is what you're it's saying. It's very different.
1: Got it. So I think even I if people are, people are saying, hey, you're wrong, like, um, this wasn't okay. Like, hey, I did not mean it. I did not mean it
0: this way. hmm Yeah, I think that one thing that is important to take into account is the cultural differences, because that is is a thing. I mean, it it really is. Like, people aren't raised the same, even across America, let alone in different countries. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think that that needs to be taken into consideration. Um, But I also agree with you, Michelle. It was very excusey for sure
1: well she's lived here enough time and you know so did my sister's godfather i mean they should know in my opinion to take accountability for Mm -hmm. certain things i but the australian people like like i said they're just they're just very fun very laid back
0: yeah and I really appreciate that about like America. I guess I mean, and obviously not everybody's like this, but I'm I, I feel like I know I am, and and you two are, you know, like we do take accountability when there is something that, was wrong because we're not all perfect. We all make mistakes, but yeah, I fully expected when I listen when I first started listening to, um, that episode that she was going to take accountability and a note for everything, and she like absolutely like did not, um do that at all really
2: really interesting that's like that's a big pet peeve of mine too when you can't just be like okay this is what I did wrong and I'm sorry that that goes so far with me
0: Hmm. yeah I agree me too um so do we want to kind of I guess transition this into the challenge um yeah did you watch the challenge this week Abby I, I'm pretty sure you did Michelle yes I did
1: No, I haven't watched it.
0: Okay. Um, Okay, well, Michelle, I know you have some feelings. Some feelings to the point that, like, your number one blocked you and deleted you from all of the group chats. (laughs) The funny thing is
2: that I think uh, Dylan didn't even watch the episode yet. he He still was, like... A hundred percent against me. Yeah, I actually, it's crazy. I really have not enjoyed the last few seasons, but I think this season is, they did a better job of casting rookies and I don't know what they did differently, but I think they just did a better job and that's kind of made a big difference to me. I really like this season so far.
0: Well, I think one of the the reasons why is because really truly Johnny and, and um Raven were able to win that first daily and yeah. Olivia and Horacio are such a, a power team physically that those things do matter as much as Corey Lay and Kayla Bradshaw were great personalities they weren't they never won a daily they didn't win I mean, Corey won an elimination, but you know what I mean? Like they didn't win. They weren't, they, they weren't able to stand out physically. So as much as like people want to say that this game is more than the physicality, it absolutely is. But I think that that's the reason why these rookies are standing out and they really haven't the last couple of seasons. Cause it's just been a rookie bloodbath before this and, hasn't, I mean, it has been, but there have been other elements to it as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: okay, so during the daily challenge, um, did I, one question for you? Did anything happen before the
2: daily challenge? Because, um, I think I had way too many things recording on my DVR, so I didn't see the first six or seven minutes.
0: Um, I don't think that there was anything that was like super pressing that happened I don't I don't remember anything I I really think it was just people going around like kind of talking about like how they needed to win and stuff like that like there was a a scene of like Veronica and Darrell and how they were talking about how like they aren't really in any of the alliances and so they don't really know that many people Veronica's talking about how this is one of the first seasons that she like really feels like she's on the outside. Um, and then I think there was like a, not like a hookup montage. Cause I don't think people were hooking up, but it was just kind of showing who some of the couples are. Um, Fessy and Colleen, um, Moira and Johnny bananas. Okay. I missed this. I did not see this. Okay. Moira says that, um, she knows her mom's going to be disappointed in her because she told her, her mom told her that bananas was a sneaky snake. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> and yeah. Um, it doesn't like show them, but it, she has that, um, yeah, little, little inter- interview that she does. ITM and a confessional, whatever, whatever they call it on the show. Um, and bananas on his podcast says that pretty early on he didn't name who it was but now obviously we know that it was moira um pretty early on he developed a connection and there was like absolutely no flirting with other girls that she would have like had his head he was like committed to her like very early on so that's interesting okay yeah yeah And then, um, I said Fessy and Colleen, I can't remember who else there was, but just like all the little couples, like Laurel was talking to Horacio, um, which is- They're my
2: favorite couple, as we know.
0: Yeah. Which I think it's interesting about Laurel and Horacio because on Twitter, I've seen that and on, um, the official challenge podcast, Denisa said- that she thinks that part of Michelle's beef with Laurel is because they both liked Fessy.
2: Well, they did show some clips of Laurel flirting with Fessy, too.
0: Well, yeah, because remember that one, um, like, hookup montage of Fessy? Like, they were girls that were in and out of his bed or whatever. But then he says he picked Colleen, so he ended up not picking either of them anyways. But according to, like, Anissa... um, Part of the reason michelle's beef with Laurel was because they both liked fussy got it okay um so then we go to this daily challenge and basically they have to swim and then they have to um row the boats to get all the pieces they have to swim and get pieces in row a boat to get pieces of the burger king crown and they build the burger king crown and whoever finishes the puzzle first wins. They all get Burger King at the end, and the winner of this challenge gets $5,000 each. So there were some teams that did pretty well, I thought, and some teams that did, like, really horribly. Um, I was most impressed, obviously, with the winners, and that was uh, Jay and Michelle. And then I was also super impressed with Jordan and how he was able to overcome adversity and figure out how to row without having one hand which I'm always just like so impressed by him um when it comes to these type of things because I feel like I would never be able to do what he does but uh, Yeah. yeah so Jay and Michelle win this one and they have power and they have absolutely no idea what to do with it
1: who do you I,
2: I didn't find the daily challenge that compelling. I think I like was tuning, like I, I watched it, but I, it, it wasn't that compelling for me. But um, yeah, it, I like, I actually like Jay a lot. So I was kind of happy for him when they won. And then it kind of spiraled out of control, I guess, is the best way to put it.
0: Yeah, so if you were in their position or like were like a little birdie on their shoulder telling them what they should do, who do you think that they should have put in as the four names for elimination? I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't have put in
2: uh, Johnny and Nani. That made no sense to me. They already put you in and they're going to put you in again the next time. Like, that made no sense to me. And then it seemed like they also avoided Tori and Devin. Do you know why? I didn't understand that either. So
0: Tori was on um, the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast and she actually had couple really interesting things to say but in regards to um i guess like that situation um michelle and jay and tori and Devin had a three challenge deal that they would not put each other's names up for three challenges so they couldn't put in yeah
2: because my thought was it needs to be Johnny and like not knowing let's say I didn't know that Tori and Devin Johnny and Nani maybe um uh I'm fine with them doing Jordan and Nisa I feel like that made sense and I even feel like maybe Veronica and Darrell made sense even though it wasn't really a big move I probably would have done Casey but I wonder if they have like a CBS connection with Casey and they didn't want to do Casey
0: so yeah, they were, they did kind of talk a little bit about CBS connections, but also they said that like, Jay in particular said like, but I knew that like, it was pointless to talk to Casey. Cause what's she going to do? Be like, oh, I can, I'll talk to, I'll talk to him or whatever, you know, or like Nani and bananas. He's like, no, like bananas is going to throw me in every time. So he, I wish that he would have stood up for himself and obviously that he would have nominated them. I think that making the deal with Tori and Devin is really smart because you want to choose a team that you think has a chance of winning a daily. And like it or not, Tori and Devin are one of the strongest teams on the season. Devin came in in one of the best shape shape that he's ever been in. And he is extremely smart. And Tori, we know, is very endurance-based and very, very good at these things at this point. So they're a super strong team. So I understand why they chose to... Um, align with them. I think part of their problem though is that they had an alliance with too many people in the house because they also talked about how um Jay was aligned with Nelson, which makes total sense because they're very good friends outside of the show. Um yeah. so he's aligned with Nelson and Nuries. But what he didn't know, and maybe what he should have checked on more, was his alliances' alliances because um, Anisa said that her and Jordan were aligned with Nelson and Norris. And so um, if Anisa is aligned with Nelson and you're aligned with Nelson, then by extension, you have some type of protection if you're having the right conversations. Um, and same with Fessy and Moira. He had the same kind of deal with them. So I think that their biggest problem was that they just promised too many teams, too many things.
2: They had to pick – They should. I guess my thing is they should have picked a side and they kind of were trying to play the middle, I think. I don't know. Like they didn't want to um, go against the vets and didn't want to go against the rookies, so they kind of made it in a mix. I don't know. I,
0: and I don't, I don't think it a smart move that they put in Colleen and Kim because I think that Colleen and Kim being on the bottom, being one of the only rookies teams left, pro- I think the only rookie rookie team left, And also like last few challenges, they proved that, I mean, they weren't on the bottom half of any of those challenges. They did good. They did decently anyway. Yes. I really think that aligning with Colleen and Kim would have been a way smarter idea for them because when it comes to these veteran teams later on, they're not, they're just, they're not going to choose you, Jay. They're not going to choose you, Michelle. Like I wish that they were, but they're just not, they have bonds that are stronger. Exactly. Exactly. Michelle. Oh God. I'm going to get in trouble.
2: I I feel like Michelle wants to fit in so badly with the vets so badly. And it's coming off as desperate to me. And I, that can pivot into when she's like, like her conversations with Laurel had me cringing when she approached Roy Laurel and was like, I just want to see um, where your head's at. What are you thinking? Well, and Laurel did not bite. She did not give her one piece of information. She did not say like, oh, we're all good. We'll move forward and we'll work together. Laurel was like, I don't even know what that means. What do you mean? Where's my head at? What do you mean? Uh... Illumination. Yes, exactly. exactly. I, I thought Laurel handed, handled her perfectly. And it was so funny because I get annoyed watching these shows because I feel like there's a language Sometimes that people speak in where you're really saying nothing. And Laurel said that. She's like, Michelle, you're really not saying anything. You're asking me where's my head at? What does that mean? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, let's get down to it. So I, I really love how Laurel handed handled that.
0: So Jay and Michelle end up putting Laurel and Jack into elimination, which I think was a terrible idea. And um based on the double the the double cross, uh no, the dagger pole. Um Veronica and Darrell pick the safe dagger, and after this like speech that made it seem like they were gonna actually send Jordan and Anisa into elimination, they don't do that, and they end up sending um Colleen and Kim into elimination. And so Kim and Colleen go against um Jack and Laurel. And based on, you know, like, what Anissa said about watching the elimination live and everything, um, it was very, very close, and it came down to experience. Kim and Colleen had one, like, mixed puzzle piece or whatever wrong, and they didn't know how to go back and figure it out. Um, whereas when Jack and Laurel had pieces that were wrong, um, Laurel said okay tell me the whole puzzle again and they figured out every single piece of that, that where the A had to go and that's how they ended up winning another thing that I saw on Twitter that I'm really curious about too is like how much communication was involved in this if Kim and Colleen could have have done it differently if they were speaking German instead of English were they allowed to speak German or no I don't know i have no- I had.
2: that's funny because i had the same thought watching the episode i'm like i hope they're allowed to communicate
0: in german but they speak in english the whole time it's not yeah. like one word or tv right right yeah. so i mean and you would think that they could put like subtitles but i don't know i they were very very close to winning that they're they were another team you know i mean i with all the rookies that i think we'll be coming back from this season. I think we're for sure going to get at least four of them. I'd be shocked if we don't get um, Norris, Olivia, Horacio, and Johnny back. I fully expect to get all four of them back. I don't think that we'll see Kim and Colleen again, but I really liked them. I thought they were funny. I thought that Colleen was, I mean, even brought stuff to the table in the terms of like hooking up, you know, and I just... I don't know and i I really wonder, like what happened with Kim, because wasn't there rumors that he hooked up with somebody this season because he he, he broke up with his man. Man. he broke up with his his prince charming person or whatever yes, who was he Who did he hook? Who did they say they hook, he hooked up with it, I've never seen who it was. And so I was hoping that they, ah, would it. they didn't show it. I don't know. was Tommy in a relationship. Did somebody else cheat besides Kim? Because, I mean, Jack, we saw in the last episode, um, he has like a giant pillow of his fiance on his bed. So, I mean, I really don't think it's Jack. Oh my God. I forgot. I totally forgot about that. But Now Kim's gone. And so we're not going to be, we're not going to see it unless we see it on like unseen footage at the reunion or something, which they're not going to show. Kim show fussy you know what I mean yeah but yeah so Kim and Colleen go home and I am glad for the outcome because I think Laurel and Jack coming back into the house is just like hilarious and is gonna be great TV I'm super excited for the episode next week but I j- I don't really I'm not a fan of um, the fact that Kim and Colleen went home. I wish they would have stuck around longer. I agree. I love them. I Especially, I really like Colleen a lot. And then by the end, I liked Kim just as much, I think. Yeah. So who was your MVP and your LVP this episode? Um, my
2: MVP was Laurel. She won the elimination. She never like you know when some people are like put in into elimination or will like beg and plead and do anything to not be put in she really didn't give a shit and she just like yeah she didn't sacrifice her dignity to try to save herself and I respect that about her and I think that's something we are missing from the show people are so scared to go in it's embarrassing and I love that she was not scared and she was just like whatever like she did not care Um, So that was my MVP.
0: I gave Laurel my MVP as well. I thought that, um, I mean, she was just simply put the star of this episode. She had drama with Michelle that wasn't even really drama, but was the drama of the episode. She won an elimination. She stood her ground. She... Oh, came off as an overall badass honestly I I... (laughs) and there's nothing better than when she wins elimination she like celebrates so much I love
2: that (laughs) she cracked me up
0: and this was her 10th elimination win pretty amazing how many losses does she have two or three two honestly I don't know but it's not look it up yeah look it up I don't think she has that many but she is one of a, of the few that um, has won ten eliminations. There are, are not not a whole lot of people that have, have have done that. The other ones are Anissa, Johnny Bananas, Cara Maria, and Wes. So only those five people are in the ten elimination club.
2: She lost. I remember this one. She lost against Camilla, and not so fast. Um, that was invasion. <laughs> I remember that. Uh and then what else? Oh, the other one is ninja. That one's the controversial one with Ninja Natalie where there was laurel a oh, the laurel lost. lost. Wow, what a
0: perfectionist. That's crazy. Yep. Whoever sends Laurel home in whatever season it is, that is impressive. Yeah. Yep. Um, So what about your LVP? So my
2: LVP, and I hurt to give this person the LVP, but I decided to give my LVP to Veronica. She really did a horrible job in the daily challenge. Um, She was swimming in the wrong direction. She just wasn't doing that well. And then I loved how she had this big plan that she was like, I'm gonna throw in the stronger team and I'm gonna keep Kim and Colleen here. And that's what I wanna do. And then when it came down to it, she decided to go against that and she decided to save Anissa and Jordan. So that's why I gave her the LVP because I wanted her to make a bigger move there. I understand why she didn't. Listen, I get it. But I just like, I feel like she talked a big game about it and I wanted to see her do it. And it's, I don't like,
1: know why I'm laughing so hard, but you <laughs> we were just talking. Kyler, <laughs> hold on, baby. And you go. she was swimming in the wrong direction. Yeah because <laughs> I haven't seen it. yet, <laughs> I just started cracking up.
0: Well when you get to this episode yeah she was swimming in the wrong direction so whenever you see that you're going to start cracking up again because you're going to know. I don't I don't know if it's just thinking of it in my head or how Michelle
1: delivered it.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> um, so I gave my LVP to Jay for not using his power wisely at all first of all you know bananas has been after you season after season after season you haven't breaking that barrier where like you have crossed over to potentially being friends i don't know jay maybe you should go on his podcast that might help you out a little bit but like other than like i don't know what he can do you know um he should have thrown in bananas and nani it's it's crazy that he didn't but on top of that Okay, Jay is like one of my favorite. Like, I love Jay. Like, okay, I, on. I'll just preface it this way: on all the Challenge Mania Zooms that there's been, and all the people that I've met at Challenge Mania Lives, I've never accidentally fangirled over anybody besides <laughs> when he accidentally <laughs> when he came on the screen, and maybe it was just like the setting. He was like literally did this this Zoom. And he was like in the middle of the ocean on a surfboard with his shirt off. And I was like, whoo, like audibly, like, holy crap, he looks good. So I really, I really am, am a fan of Jay. And so I hate like saying this about him, but he really needed a backbone this episode and he didn't have it. Now, do you think if his partner was anyone else, but Michelle, he would have put in Johnny or he just didn't have the balls to do it overall? I think that, yes, I think if anybody was his partner besides Michelle, he would have done it, but I think so too. I agree. I think he really cares about that friendship. And I think that's why he didn't do it, which is like kind of sweet in like this, like teddy bear way, but like you're going for a million dollars. You can't do that. And it was a really stupid move on top of not putting in Johnny, the fact that he put in Laurel and Jack and Jack is somebody who he became like very good friends with on the show. And like you know, like at the emo party, they wrote that song together, and like they had a friendship. And Jay even said, you know, like to this day, they are not friends. He hasn't yeah. he hasn't talked to to Jack outside of the show because I'm not surprised because Jack, Jack said he doesn't, he doesn't have friends. He doesn't have a
2: lot of friends. And he doesn't trust people, so I'm sure he took that as a huge betrayal. Like, yeah. I'm not surprised.
0: So. Um, I have to. I'm so sorry, Jay, but I have to give my LVP to you because I see it. I can see it. <sighs> yeah, he just he didn't do what was best for his game, and in in turn, he wasn't doing what was best for Michelle's, even though he didn't want to tell her no.
2: Yeah, I like that neither one of us gave it to the people who lost, which was Kim and Colleen.
0: Like, that was no, so- you deserve it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was a gazelle. They tried super hard. They were their language that wasn't their native language during the, the elimination. And they still almost won. Um, Pauline had her little thing with Fessy. I mean, no, they didn't deserve it. I agree. I'm glad we're on the same page. But yeah, so that's the challenge this week. What, what else have, have you been watching? I mean, the other one we always talk about is Survivor,
2: which I'm still, I don't know. I, what's the, what's the um, temperature like out on social media? Are people liking the season? Because I like it. But I, I haven't seen that many people talking about it.
0: Um, yeah, I guess I don't really know. Um, what, I, I, I like this season. I think that one of the biggest complaints that I've seen is how fast the girls on the season are going out because I mean, we don't have very many left after this episode. We only have three left. Carla, Casey, Cassie or Casey? Cassidy. Okay. Carla, Cassidy and Noelle. Those are the only three left. Noelle. Oh, I forgot about Noelle. Okay. Everybody else is gone. And Noelle's kind of on the bottom. Her, her, she was friends with Dwight. She
2: was friends with Janine. So she's kind of
0: But I do think that out of all of the people that have gone home, she has the best um, personality for pivoting. I think that she's very, very, like, resilient. And I think that she can, if anybody, get on the other side of things. But there is that seven-person alliance. So if she can figure out how to break that seven-person alliance up, I think she's, you know doing well. I'm so disappointed in myself about this week though, because I, I even said it on the podcast last week, like she, Jen, is it Jeannie or Janine? I thought it was Janine. Okay. Janine. She is not in a good spot. I wasn't in a good spot. I talked about it last podcast and I, I, I but she was still getting me points. And so I left her in cause I was like, oh, maybe she's got one episode left in her, but I didn't take her out and I should have of my fantasy lineup I'm so disappointed but I'm not surprised she left at the same time she her time was coming how did you feel when you saw that her idol was was with Jesse I was so excited honestly it made me think that I was wrong about Jesse and I think he could be a top contender for sure I I think Jess is gonna win I have I mean I have no idea who's gonna win but I think he's in such a good position. I think he's going to win. I don't know. He's in a very good position. And okay. So when I picked my fantasy team, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast or not, but um, they posted like little intro videos to each of the people. And um, so I watched those videos and I tried to see how many times they were changing their outfits, how many times their hair changed. So that would kind of tell me like how many episodes they were maybe in and jesse only had like two outfit changes so i was like oh no this guy is going before the merge oh see <laughs> yeah. i didn't even go that deep wow oh so i was totally i knew that's why um cassidy is my pick to win because she has a bit the most amount of outfit changes okay but now i, that- I like
2: i my picks to win right now i think jesse's in a good spot and i think carla's in a good spot
0: I could also see, um, uh, yeah, Carla really surprised me. I really thought that she, I didn't think she was going to still be here, honestly. Um, but I think that Cody is in a similar spot as, um, Noel and that, like, except we're kind of different because he is in with that big group or whatever. But I think he's kind of at the bottom, maybe. I, every week I'm worried about Cody
2: because every week he comes in second on the immunity challenge. And that person, if he can't win the next one, I feel like they're going to try to take him out because he keeps coming right in second.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so I, I agree about Cody, but I think he's like very entertaining to watch and I hope that he goes far. I I love him. I think he's a great character. I, I that's why I I'm I'm thinking I really like the season,
2: but I don't see that many people on social media talking about it. I don't see that many people saying they like it. I really like it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think it's a a a decent decent season season for sure. Um but I do think that it is getting a lot of backlash about um who is going out because I have seen gosh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was even Janine. I'm not sure. But um, somebody posted something that said, um, like, regardless of how this, um, no, it was somebody that's still there because it was like, the regardless of how this um, season has been perceived, like, I'm one of three women left and, um, you know, like, it's it's going to be a good rest of the season or something like that. Maybe it was close to that, I can't remember who it was, but i I did see something to that effect the,
2: that yeah, okay, I can get that um the other the other thing I wanted to say was, I think Owen has really come out as a strong character, like I think he probably might go home in the next episode, but Owen won the immunity challenge, and um, he's kind of on the bottom or whatever. But I really thought he came out as a strong character, and then the preview next week, he had me cracking up. He's so mad, like they show him in the preview for next week saying, "James lied to my face. Who the fuck does he think he is? Um, he's not the fucking Godfather." Like I was cracking up because he seems like such a sweet, like calm, like easygoing guy. <laughs> and i feel like he's been pushed over the edge so i hope owen can do something next week and stick around but i am nervous for him
0: i i really liked the segment that they had about him being adopted um again i think it's like so interesting how much reality tv has changed in form in the form of like what is reality and like the things that they choose to talk about but i think that that's like such an important thing to talk about mm-hmm. um yeah, I, w- I was very, very impressed with like the network and his story and, and all that in general. Yeah,
1: I,
2: I think the casting for this season was excellent. I don't know. I, I, I think everyone has a good person there's no I, don't, I can't think of one person who I think is a real dud. Like, I think the casting was good.
0: I agree. I, c- I completely agree with that. Um, is there anything else that you've been watching? watch this this i know that you talked about this a few episodes ago and i will say that i just last night watched the um the real bling ring hollywood heist on netflix oh, okay. that, cool um uh, yeah i thought that was super interesting and it's crazy that they got away with it for as long as they did um but if people haven't watched that that, that was a really interesting interesting documentary and it was so like they actually interviewed like the real people that, you know, were, were involved. That, that, that was, that was cool. I liked it. I'm glad that you recommended it.
2: Yeah. I really liked it. Like I said, the only thing I didn't like is I want Rachel who seemed to be like the ringleader of everything to have some interviews, but she pretty much has, I think revamped her life and wants nothing to do with this. So.
0: I I mean that, makes sense. that makes yeah. sense. Um, Abby, have you watched bachelor in paradise this week?
1: i certainly Uh, haven't (laughs) michelle gave up um no okay i think i'm on yeah not no not since we talked about it
0: okay there was only one episode this week and um oh then maybe i have watched part of it was like the michael and danielle date oh it was like kind of a boring episode to be honest no. Okay. Well, Michael and Danielle go on another date and everybody's all excited because mom and dad are going on a date and Wells kind of goes on the date with them. Ish. she's like, they're hosting it. And he invites both of them to, um, his wedding to Sarah Highland, which I thought was like, interesting. Cause at this point, if you watch The bachelor and you followed these people and the weddings and stuff, then you know, that, Michael and Danielle were in pictures at the wedding and there was like all this speculation going on back then about our, you know, like, do they meet in paradise? Are they going to get together? Do they get engaged? Um, but yeah, so that was, it was, it was cool to see that like moment go full circle that like had the oh. internet buzzing um, a couple months ago when they got married because yeah, he, they he like literally invited them while they were in paradise. So that was kind of cool to watch. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I love was, Wells and Sarah Highland. I yeah.
1: love her. It
0: was. It was cute. There was just like not. I'm trying to think if there was like a lot of any drama, and I really honestly, I just feel I should have maybe taken better like notes ish and like written down some key points or something. But I don't remember anything like really big happening. Um, this episode besides. That unless it was actually I take that back. Whoa, something else big did happen. Um, Eliza gives her rose to Rodney, and then the next day she's like crying all night, and then the next day she wakes up and she's still upset about it. And so she decides to have a conversation with Rodney and pretty much says that she made the wrong decision. And we're left with a cliffhanger of her going to Justin's house and like knocking on the door. So this is after she
1: went on the date with Justin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've seen that part. I didn't know.
0: So in this episode, I think that was like the two main things that happened was the Danielle and um, Michael date. And then uh, the aftermath, there was a rose ceremony and the aftermath of the rose ceremony with Eliza um, feeling like she gave it to the r- wrong person. And she like, literally says, it's so sad. She like, literally says, like, I feel like, um, I was in my head so much about what other people wanted me to do. Cause she knew everybody wanted her to pick Rodney, um, and not like what her heart was telling her to do, which was to pick Justin.
1: Oh, uh, uh-huh. well, I kind of liked, um, Justin. So, <laughs>
0: So yeah, so Eliza got like a ton of of backlash for that, um, for sure, but we'll see on Monday.
1: Um yeah, what do you think about this season? Like I haven't enjoyed it as much as I have past seasons.
0: Um, yeah, I think that there's a big difference in Paradise since Elon Gale left. Um I still think it's the best show out of the franchise. But I think that some of the things that they're doing is not Bachelor-esque. As like an example of that is the Casa More Twist. Bachelor is the end goal is to get engaged, not to form all this drama. That's what X in the Beach is for. That's what F Boy Island is for. Though there are shows that are geared for the drama. And if you put people on the beach, especially people who have like maybe met each other before at different parties and stuff, there's going to be organic drama without you bringing in five girls and five guys and separating the villa. Yes. That is not the point of the bachelor, bachelor in paradise, the whole bachelor nation franchise, as far as I'm concerned, because that is not how you get engaged. Yeah. Right? so
1: I've been really disappointed with this season and I think that's why I'm behind. Like
0: mm-hmm. you usually-
1: think? can't wait to see it and mm-hmm. watch it and I'm like this is all kind of like anticlimactic climatic for me I don't know
0: I think that um for the first season that they've decided to make longer and bring in all these extra episodes I don't think that this was the season for that people want are watching this because like they want to see the unrealistic love story and when you're inserting all these different, like, yes, people come down to the beach. Yes, that's part of it. I understand that. But like the Casa more thing in my, it was just too much for me as far yeah. as Bachelor goes. Yeah.
1: Um, that's probably why Michelle couldn't get into it. I know, honestly. <laughs> because it wasn't the same. And that's kind of why I pointed that out. Because... Like I said before, this is what got me re-watching The Bachelor and Paradise. Yeah. Watching Bachelor in Paradise. I'm like, oh, I want to know who these people are. So that's why I started. Right. And yeah. Right. So I don't oh, know. This season has just been kind of disappointing for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I still think that it's good, but yeah, I mean it's better. It's- it's the best show of, like I said, of the franchise. But yeah, I I completely disagree. There is a disconnect this season that that I haven't felt in in past seasons either. Um, since I've talked about it a little bit on the last couple uh podcasts, I'm just gonna touch on Love Is Blind because the the finale came out um last week, and so. Bartie at the end of the last episode I talked about, uh, there was a cliffhanger and he ends up saying, I don't, there's this huge, um, big family blowout. Uh, and then, um, Alexis and Brennan, they, uh, they get married, which I think everybody was of course expecting. Um, Colleen, Coleen, I'm sorry. Um, and Matt, they get married. Um, and then, uh, zanab and cole zanab ends up saying no and she does it in like the most tactless way possible like she like has zero tact when she does it like she is like tells him what a terrible person he is and she just goes off and as much as like i saw some of that while it was airing i also saw growth in cole and i think that like she could have gone about things a lot differently um, it's really long, so I'm not going to read it, but she put out this like really cringy Instagram apology where she's like, "Into to the audience, like, I'm sorry that I'm not good enough for you. I'm sorry that, um, Whoa. yeah, it was very like, I
2: kind of, again, I don't know why I feel like I know everything that happened with the show, even though I haven't watched it about her eating tangerines or something. Like I've seen it all over my Twitter. T- <laughs>
0: Okay. So she says, um, the only, the only apology, apology, the internet will get. I am sorry. I'm sorry. You weren't in that relationship. I'm sorry. You didn't feel what I felt. I'm sorry. We don't have the same triggers. I'm sorry. Me standing up for myself, offended you so greatly. I'm sorry. You didn't see all the reasons of what I said. I'm sorry. You didn't live, live that with me. I'm sorry. You don't know me. Yeah. And it just goes on and on. I'm sorry. Your insecurities are different than my own. So I mean, and it like that that's like only like that's literally half of it, and so I was very disappointed by this because she was probably my favorite person on this season up until the last few episodes, and this is why, like she just was very um passive aggressive, very it 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 was sad to watch, honestly, because I, I really liked her in the beginning a lot. So, um, yeah, so I, I would say that's one of the, the biggest things that happened there for sure. Um, and then, you know, they talked about um, how actually, uh, even though SK and Raven, they did not get married. They are still dating. They're still together. They're trying to make things work long distance. And pretty much like because of the long distance, she understood why he said no. And that's why they're like trying to make it work and not saying like, we're not going to get married ever in the future. That just wasn't the right time for us, given our circumstances. So, yeah, I thought that it was a very interesting finale for sure. They all had a lot of stuff to get off their chest a lot of things to say but um my final thoughts are basically that um I'm really happy for Raven she grew the most out of everybody for me um and SK I think you know really just brought out the side of her that was just like he broke down walls that I was super surprised could even be broke down in her and um I think that Alexis and Brennan are are also a couple that are just like super cute and adorable. And um yeah, just like overall it was a it was a good season. It had definitely had its drama for sure. So if you like love shows, check out Love is Blind on Netflix. Um this was a this was a pretty good season.
2: Out of the th- was there three seasons, is this your favorite
0: or You know, um, maybe I don't know. I would say that like every every season is is different. I think in general, I always like a first season. Um, I was gonna say I think that was probably my favorite. I
2: haven't watched this one yet, but I think I like out of the first
0: two, the first one I like. Yeah, better. I I, I would, it's definitely a toss up between the first one and 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 this one for sure. But yeah, it's it's a good one, definitely worth okay. a watch. I mean, it's only eleven episodes. It's not like it's like a super long show or anything.
2: I'm, I'm mad at myself. I haven't started it yet. Cause I see everyone talking about it and I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm very curious. We'll watch it and then give me your thoughts and we can just kind of bounce, bounce a little bit off each other here. Hmm. Um, okay. So is that pretty much all everybody's been watching then? Yeah. Okay, so getting down to some reality TV news, one of the least shocking, two of the least shocking things, one is um, a relationship, and one is a divorce, and I'm just going to start with a relationship. Taylor and Joseph from Big Brother 24 are officially dating. They came out on the cover of People Magazine. Um, I don't think it's really a surprise to anybody, but I'm, I'm happy that they were able to do it in their own time, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for them.
2: Love
0: them. So thrilled for them. The divorce that happened, CT filed for divorce from his wife on Monday. And, yeah, not surprised by that at all.
2: Well, there's been so much back and forth with them that we know about from him talking about it on the show. And I imagine that's just like 1% of it because he's such a private guy. He probably... There's probably so much more that we don't know.
0: Right. Yeah. And I guess I didn't realize this before, but um, she was married when she got pregnant by CT. Now, I didn't know that Shut either, but I saw that too. Oh, I saw that too. Shut up. Yeah, no, I'm serious. So I Maybe was, married. that's
1: why the family didn't like her
0: so I was reading this article and she was married and she got divorced. Um, like literally the guy filed for divorce nine and a half months before their kid was born. So, yeah. So if she wasn't married, she like literally right after, like it was right there. And so, um, what I saw was that, She originally filed for full custody of the kid with, and, um, she only wanted CT to have the kid for like 32 days out of the whole year or something like that. And then she ended up dropping, um, the, uh, custody agreement order or whatever. And a month later they were married. Her and CT were married a month later? Yeah. So she, like, she had a custody, she filed a custody agreement with the court that she was trying to get passed through where she had the kid, the majority of the time, she only wanted CT to see the kid 32 days out of the entire year. And then um before it was passed through, because, you know, like, court is, like, a process or whatever. Before it was passed through, she ends up dropping it and... They're working out their relationship or whatever, saying that or whatever. And then a month later, they got married. Yeah. So this
1: sums up everything that I kind of thought he married her for the kid. Uh huh. In my opinion. And
0: um, yes. a lot of people's opinion. Um, and
1: I think she married him for him i mean for who he was you know
0: yeah well no i don't think that she married him for who he was because he, she didn't want him to be ct remember at the like wedding or whatever when people were calling him ct and she was like no don't call him ct his name is chris no. she like doesn't accept the ct side of him okay but she accepts she accepts the that- literally- The famous side and... uh, I don't think she accepts the famous side. I think she accepts the million dollars.
1: Okay. Well. both come together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I understand that. I just don't think she does. Is always the impression that I've gotten out of everything that I've read about her.
1: No, but I was always... I mean, I think anyone... I'm shocked that he even did that special to begin with. And watching that, I'm like, this is just a disaster waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. They didn't even seem like they liked each other.
0: I know. I need to go back and listen to CT on Devin's podcast. I haven't done it yet, though, because Devin's podcast is like terrible. It's it's
2: it's podcast.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So, Devin started a podcast on um it's like a Las Vegas like network you know how Johnny Bananas is on the um reality ringer network or whatever on the yeah he on the okay so Devin's podcast is on like a Vegas one and so the only one that I've listened to is when he had Narice on and it wasn't that he's like bad at interviewing or talking about things he's like really personable and I think it could be good but it was just really weird because after they got done talking about the challenge, then he like made her pl- place her bets and pick her teams. And it was super weird because it was like, it had to also be like betting focused. And so Maurice is like, I don't know anything about this or whatever. And he was like, yeah, whoever my last guest guess I can't remember who it was. They had no idea either. And so they were just like picking colors. And so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, just, it's kind of weird that it has that like gambling aspect, like built into it because of the platform that he got affiliated with. But, um, I know that CT was one of his first guests and I should go back and listen to it, but I was really turned off after that Narisa episode. I thought it was, I was not impressed. Um, another challenge, um, piece of news Tori Hall, uh, formerly Hall, I believe her last name is now Gwen, um, she had her baby a couple days ago on 11-11-22, what a lucky um, day, a day full of manifestation, I'm sure for so many people, and um, she named her baby Malloy, M-A-L-L-O-Y, Elizabeth, so. uh, Um, Okay, I saw this, I'm very happy for her, it's wonderful.
2: But I feel like she just had a baby last year. Like, this is crazy how quick She's she had another baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I think her other baby's like
0: one year old. Like, I, I cannot imagine. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, yeah. better her. I thought that, too. Um, <laughs> do either of you have any other, like, reality TV news that you've seen? Uh, what I had something. Oh, do you
2: guys did you guys watch the show White Lotus on HBO? It's on season two now. But did you watch season one? No, I have not. Okay, so the show is from shout out to my HBO Max
1: subscription. Oh yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, we Um, do. Now we do yeah that's, we
0: do. How, that's why I said shout out to that
2: subscription <laughs> yeah um so the show is created by this guy named Mike White who was on Survivor um and he was on Survivor after he was already like an established like writer director yes um, yeah I, I recently watched his season David vs. Goliath yes so in season one of White Lotus, he put on Alec from David vs. Goliath as a bartender. No. And season two just came out and Angelina and Kara, Kara, or Kara were on the first episode. I haven't watched it yet. So I was curious if you guys watched it, but they're on the first episode. So he's been putting like people from his season of Survivor into his show. It's really cool. I got to watch it. saw?
1: I've been wanting to watch it.
0: Is this I, the same guy? Isn't there a Survivor guy who went on to be some kind of producer or something that that just won some kind of office thing and during this election?
1: Oh, I don't know. No, not, oh, it's not Nick. Good. Nick did. Nick, he won. He won first place. Yes. Yes. Yeah. His name Nick. He won. Yeah. I, I don't know what political thing he is, but Nick, the lawyer. Yeah.
2: Oh, I didn't know. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's a representative or not, not of the, it's, it's nothing like huge. I mean, he's not, look it up, Christina.
0: I am, um, Wilson, a Republican, won an election to become the state representative of the 82nd district in Kentucky House of Representatives in 2020. Oh, I had no idea. So Nick Wilson, winner of Survivor, just got elected into the House of Representatives for Kentucky.
2: They're on the same, they're
0: from the same season. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Anyway, that, that's what I want to, I so I loved White Lotus season one. I highly recommend it. And I want to start watching season two. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, now I'm gonna start watching since we have HBO Max. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. It is it's a good one. Um, and then the only other thing I had for reality TV news, which it's more Bravo related, um, but there's like a lot of stuff going on with Housewives of New York. So they, they, they decided to change the way they're doing Housewives of New York. They have decided that on Bravo, there's going to be real Housewives of New York, but they completely obliterated the cast and casted like younger women. And it's going to be about them. And then on, Peacock, they're going to have Housewives of New York legacy. And it's going to be like the people who are the OGs from Housewives of New York. And one of the people who's been on the season, I mean, on the show, every single season is Ramona Singer. She's probably like the most famous one. And it just came out this week. She was not asked back to be on Housewives of New York legacy. So that was a really big deal. She's like one of the few OG people that are left. And now she was not asked back. Um, and then the other one related to this was Bethany Frankel started her rewatch housewives podcast and she's just getting slammed left and right because Bethany kind of puts out this image that she's like above it all sometimes. So like everyone's kind of slamming her and saying like, why are you having a podcast about housewives if you left because you think you're above it? um Luann said it was sad and pathetic so I just thought it was interesting and as far as I I was kind of researching if she was going to be on Housewives Legacy and it sounds like she's asking for a lot of money and they're not having her back for that reason so I kind of think maybe she started this podcast to get more buzz and get more fan Mm -hmm. support behind her so that they do give her the money to come back that was kind of my thought anyway that
0: was all I had it seems like a lot of people are going back and kind of doing these rewatches because you have, yes. uh, you know, like I know, like Rachel Bilson, she's doing that with the OC and yep. Glory Burton, Sophia Bush, um, Bethany Joe, they're doing that with um, Montre Hill. Um, There's so, the
2: Laguna Beach one too with Kristen Cavallari um, I was- and what's with
0: Steven. Yeah. And I was just going to say too, I saw, I haven't listened to it, but I saw that Lauren Conrad was actually a guest on their podcast this, this last week. So I haven't listened to it yet, but I, I plan on listening to that.
1: Yeah. I want to see do, that I, one. I, I, were y'all,
0: were y'all um,
1: team LC or team Kristen? Oh, I was team LC, but now I realize Kristen was more exciting. I, I was, I was, I loved Kristen. <laughs>
0: I always wonder when, like how your perception is different when you watch it back like years later with it, like your, you know, like younger self versus your adult self. I would be interested to go back and watch some of those episodes and see if my thought process is is the same. Well, it just got added to Netflix. So you can do that. Okay. I didn't know it was on Netflix. That's cool. It just got added. Yeah. Have you seen it? christina
1: since you're a lot younger than us
0: yeah so i um i haven't seen laguna beach but i have seen not all of but a decent portion i would say of the hills okay no
1: no no that doesn't count you have got to watch laguna beach
0: yeah i agree that's (laughs) okay well it's on netflix so i'll watch it and then come back and say if you're on my team or michelle's (laughs) team Okay, sounds good. I she's gonna like Kristen. I know Christina. <laughs> okay, we'll see. But I really liked Lauren on The Hills. So I yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Oh, and then I guess like one other piece of reality TV news. Um, for people who watch Married at First Sight, I watched the last season of Married at First Sight Boston. And I've actually been binging this season of um, Married at First Sight San Diego, which like is really weird that I'm binging it now because I'm pretty sure the season is like just got over or like is getting over in like a week or something. Like it's like at the end of the season, but it's been on my DVR and I just started, I'm like eight episodes deep. But anyways, so one thing that I did see recently is that from um, Married at First Sight Boston which was the last season that I watched um Elajawan and Katina um just announced that they broke up so they were like one of the main couples that I was really rooting for so that was kind of sad
2: oh I had I used to watch that show religiously but I just realized I think it's on Wednesday nights and with everything else on Wednesday nights I had to drop it but I used to watch it religiously
0: Yeah, I it is on Wednesday nights. And that's probably why I didn't watch it initially. And also, and I had this problem last season, too. I think it starts so slow. It's like very hard for me to get through like the first like four episodes. Um, but you kind of need to because like, that's the wedding and how they met and like, it's like, it is important to their story. But it's just like very slow. Then I think that once they start living together and like the drama and the realizations are Like this one couple, I was literally like texting, um, someone maybe, maybe Brent about it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this couple is so boring. I just want to like fast forward through them and watch all the other couples or something like that. And, um, then one of their dogs bit the other person's dog. And now they have like serious, like real life drama. Like, is this gonna work out? Because she wants him to get rid of his dog and he's like, I'm not getting rid of his dog. So they compromised and he went to like an obedience school for like five weeks or something. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, but yeah, so like, they're like trying to figure out, they went from being like one of the most boring couples on the season to one of the most exciting because of this dog situation. (laughs) That's a new one. Oh man. I've watched a lot of seasons of the show. Interesting. Yeah. But it was like pretty right away. Like, she, he trusted his jo- dog like too much basically and didn't think that it would be a problem. And he like bit the dog right in the eye and it was like bleeding and the dog had to wear like a cone for two weeks. And
1: yeah, it was, a, it was a
0: thing, but very, if you want to binge it, <laughs> I'm down to talk about it, but yeah, it's, it's a, such a good show. It really is very, I, had to drop. I, I like it. I just had to drop it. Cause I, my DVR can't handle it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I understand. Wednesday nights are rough. Mm hmm. Lots. Everything is on Wednesday nights, which is kind of weird.
2: Um, yeah, it's a like reality TV night for sure.
0: Yeah, it is. So is there any other um reality TV news that either of you have heard about this week? OK, so pop, nope. pop culture news. Uh, Chris, Chris Evans was named the sexiest man alive. Um, I don't know if you guys ever pay attention to the sexiest man alive and being announced every year. I know I do, which is probably stupid, but it's it's fun.
2: Uh, I usually pay attention, but I don't know. He does nothing for me. I don't know. I, mean, I get it. He, I totally
1: get he does, it. But. He doesn't do it for me at all.
0: So, who were like, okay, I I need to look up who the previous ones were. I know Michael B. Jordan had it recently. Who are some other recent ones?
2: I don't know. Let's see. I'm looking to. Oh, God, this list goes really far back to
0: 1986. (laughs) I didn't realize (laughs) they've been doing it for that long. Sorry. 2021 (laughs) was Paul Rudd. Oh, I remember that. Okay, so Chris. Well, he deserves it. Chris Evans, Paul Rudd, and Michael B. Jordan were the last three. Before that, we had John Leb Legend and uh, Idris Elba, which is really interesting because I don't hear anything about that guy anymore. And that was just in 2018.
2: Yeah, I don't, I'm looking. I'm looking back. Wow. So Jack, I know. So. Jack?
0: Okay, so I I heard them do this on I think it was the Clickbait podcast, and I'm gonna do it here too, just for fun. With the last three, Chris Evans, Paul Rudd, and Michael B. Jordan. F Mary Kill. Oh God. Oh wait, say him again. Chris Evans, Paul Rudd, and Michael B. Jordan.
1: Oh. I know.
0: Easy.
1: Okay, go for it. <laughs> My daughter's going, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> your okay, son we'll will say, we'll say a one. I mean, it's a cute little saying, but I said, oh, that's easy. So she's like, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, we'll say- "We'll, well say definitely, easy, easy, easy. definitely K-word Chris Evans. Um, okay. Maybe- oh, okay mary paul rudd and f um michael b jordan
0: how about you michelle
2: uh f F is the first one f i would say paul rudd mary michael b jordan i'm a huge friday night lights fan and he was on friday night lights And then I would kill Chris Evans. I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not a Marvel person. He does not like, so I don't know. Maybe I'm not being fair. I don't know.
0: He is attractive.
2: Yeah, he is. But I don't, I don't know. I'm like, it's like I'm a fan of his movie. Like Michael B. Jordan. Oh my God. I was a fan of Friday Night Lights. I like some of the movies he's in. Paul Rudd has been around forever. And like, he's in so many funny things. Mm -hmm. Chris Evans. I'm like, I don't really watch the things he's like. I mean, I saw Knives Out, I guess.
1: Okay, Paul so Rudd is just a good guy. Too. I know.
0: I know. I so I feel like I have to marry Paul Rudd because of exactly that. He just is like a good guy. He's funny, he's attractive, <laughs> like all of that. Um and then Okay, I It's like kind of a toss up between the other two. But yeah. I think that Chris Evans is really attractive. So I'm going to F Chris Evans and unfortunately kill Michael B. Jordan, which makes me Christina. sad. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I think that out of the three of them though, that Chris Evans is the most attractive. I like his eyes.
1: A I don't like small faces
0: like his face small is
1: too small for me. yeah like his face his head like it's too small
0: jordan is so attractive too though this is it is very hard But uh, yeah i think i'm gonna i i think chris Evans like, i don't know man i feel like i'm really old because i'm like scrolling
2: back and i'm like oh yeah brad pitt but that was the year 2000
0: <laughs> okay so let's see old, old. Okay, so let's do, I don't know who is these, but what's 2000, 2001, and 2002, those three? So 20 years ago.
1: Oh, God. Um, Brad
0: Pitt was 2000, Pierce
2: Brosnan was 2001, and Ben Affleck was 2002.
1: Kill them all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You make me laugh so hard. Um, Okay, so it was Brad Pitt, who else? Pierce Brosnan was 2001, and then
2: 2002 was Ben Affleck.
1: Okay, I lie. I would marry Pierce Brosnan and kill the other two. Pierce Brosnan's a family guy. Um,
2: I like him, too. Abby, I think I would marry Pierce Brosnan, too. I think you're right.
0: I would marry Pierce Brosnan. I would F Brad Pitt, and yeah. I kill Ben Affleck. That's the answer. I'm sorry. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go back, go back even further because wait, no, that was 20 years. What was 10 years ago? Let's do 10 years ago first. Okay. But you need to go back with me like
1: 25 years,
0: Well, the, the but we'll do 10
1: years, years first.
2: Okay. 10 years. What do you want to start with? 2010? Yeah. 2010 is Ryan Reynolds. 2011 is Bradley Cooper. 2012 is
0: Channing Tatum. Okay, um, I am marrying Bradley Cooper, I am F Channing Tatum, and I am killing Ryan Reynolds.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Michelle, do you want to go?
2: I'm struggling, I think I hate Bradley Cooper. So I think I have to kill Bradley oh, no. Cooper and then I don't know what to do with the other two. Oh, no. I, maybe I would marry Channing Tatum. I don't, cause Ryan Reynolds annoys me cause he and Blake, like, listen, he and Blake Lively are probably like the best looking, most perfect couple ever, but they annoy me because they're so perfect. So I think I'll have to marry Channing Tatum.
1: Okay. Okay, so I'll help you murder Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I'm definitely marrying Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. I had a crush on him since Coach Carter. He had like he wasn't even one of like the the. Saying, I don't remember him in that followers. movie. <laughs> and yeah, I'll I'm take that movie. For. Oh my god! Yeah, that's when I got my first crush on him. I was like, who is this guy? I'm oh like, I don't remember him in that movie. Okay, cool. Hmm.
0: All right. So 30 years ago.
2: No, it started, it looks like it only started, hold on, in 1985. So that's as far as I can go. Oh, okay. Wait,
0: so, okay, wait, so- I was going to do
2: 90. I'm sorry. We could do the 90s then.
0: I'm sorry. 1990. 1990. Yeah. So 1990, um, was the year I was born. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, you
1: can't, well, you could play it. Yeah, no, this is not a good one, guys. <laughs> so
0: yeah. I see. I I'm on that page too now. So we have to choose from Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze and Nick Nolte. Oh no. Okay, so I don't know who Nick Winolte is, so I'm just going to go ahead and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and and then. I'm going to marry Tom Cruise and F. Patrick Swayze.
1: Oh, Carl, you're going to be trapped in
0: Scientology. Don't marry Tom Cruise.
1: Run. Okay. Okay, so who, is, who are yours then? Oh, I'm killing Tom Cruise. Um, marrying Nick Nolte and effing Patrick Swayze okay
2: okay I'm marrying Patrick Swayze uh, killing Nick Nolte and F Tom Cruise I guess I don't know I'm not into Tom
1: Cruise but what's wrong with Nick Nolte Is I, bad? I'm looking at the picture of him right now Abby. Oh.
0: <laughs> that's what I have to go off of too
1: <laughs> oh y'all are funny.
0: Um okay so the first 3 1985 you're right that's the first one that it lists anyways um was Mel Gibson he was the first ever sexiest man alive.
1: Mm. Oh yeah. Killing him. <laughs> uh but
0: 1988 was JFK Jr. But I remember one year, I wonder what year this was, but one year they announced The Sexiest Person Alive on my birthday, um, and it was David Beckham, who I had, like, the hugest crush on at the time, so it was, like, very perfect for me. Where
1: is it?
2: I'm looking for it.
1: I saw him on there when I was looking at the list.
0: It oh,
2: 2015. I found it.
0: 2015? Yeah. Yep. I was always a big, big David Beckham fan. Um, well, that was kind of fun. Yeah, that was. Um, so, do you have any other pop culture news to share? Uh,
2: wait, what did I, oh, okay. Oh, the only other thing was, I was reading, like, the first ten pages of the Aaron Carter memoir came out, and I was reading it, and they were supposed to release the book, and then they ended up delaying it, um... And it's weird because it's written by this guy, I guess Aaron reached out to him and was like, you're the only person I trust to write my memoir. And he started doing interviews with this author and halfway through, I guess, I guess he was supposed to do a few more interviews. And halfway through, he was like, forget it. I don't want to do this book. I want nothing to do with this and stop doing the interviews. So they never really finished the book. And that's why the book never really came out, even though the interviews are from like 2019. And now, of course, now that he died, this guy who was writing this book is like trying to push this book to come out. Um, And I guess, you know, Aaron kind of said a lot of salacious things. And um, I know he one of the things he talked about was like stories with like Michael Jackson and Hillary Duff and whatever, but mm-hmm. now it looks like they're going to delay the book. So I don't know if it's ever going to actually come out.
0: Interesting. Well, I would be interested to learn more about that once, if, and when it does come out. So a lot of people are saying that the book should not come out because
2: Aaron like told a lot of tall tales because he was an addict
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: exaggerated a lot and didn't always tell the truth and a lot of the stories he told during this period that he was being interviewed for have been proven to be false and he also stopped working with the author so a lot of people think the book should not come out
0: interesting well it'll be really interesting to see if it actually does just because I feel like books are more more popular like post-mortem as side as that is Mm mm-hmm yeah You know, even if it isn't like something they should do, that doesn't mean that something they're not going to do if it can make them money. Yep. Another thing about, um, Aaron Carter that I saw earlier today was that he did not have a standing will. And so everything goes to his son. Uh, that's like a really good
2: reminder that everyone should have a will. Yeah very true. Cause I like, ever since my son was born, I'm like, Oh, Seth, we got to go and like make our will and get everything set up and we haven't done it yet. So we need to do that.
0: Well, that is a good reminder for you then for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So is there any other news you want to talk about? I don't have anything else. Okay, cool. So is there anything that's going on in either of your two lives this week?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I have a. I feel like I have a lot going on with work this week because we have. We were supposed. It's crazy. I was supposed to go to Korea this month, but thank okay. God. I. I don't think I could have done it. I think I would have had to say I can't do it because just with like everything with the baby, like to leave the baby for a week would be nuts at this point. Um, but there's a lot of people coming from Korea to our office this week, so I think it's going to be a very busy week for me, dealing with all that.
0: Oh well, that's cool.
2: Yeah, I hope it's, I hope everything goes well. That's what, that's my fingers are crossed. Everything's going to go well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that you like Zoom with them or or whatever, have meetings with them on Mondays. So that's cool that you actually like get to meet them in person. Yes, it is. That, that's the cool thing. And I will say one thing that's very interesting
2: is the um cult, the way they work in Korea is very different than how we work in the United States. In the United States, we very much value this phrase, and I feel like you guys know this phrase very well, the work-life balance, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. something that is very huge in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, From what I know from the seminars I've been in and the stuff I've learned through this company is that in Korea, it's more like during the week, it's all about work. So you may stay in the office to five, six, seven o'clock, And then you're going out to dinner with your team. And then maybe you're going out for drinks after that. It's like very much, you're very in the thick of work during the week. It's not so much like here. It's like, okay, five o'clock, I'm going home to my family. It might not be the same thing there. So it's very different.
0: Huh. That is very, very interesting. I'm always interested to hear about, you know, like different cultural things like that, for sure. That's awesome. And I'm sure that aside from just like working, you'll also learn other things next week too. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So I have a feeling I'm
2: going to be going out a couple of times. Like, I don't even know what it's going to be, like, but I have a feeling because everyone's going to be in town. I'm going to be going out a couple times for dinner whatever else. So we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What about you, Abby? Is there anything kind of exciting going on in your life right now? Anything fun? Oh, uh, no,
1: not really. I'm...
0: Your daughter no. started the podcast. Oh uh, yeah, apparently she
1: started the podcast. I love that. She Abby, she admires
2: you so much. That's what I got from that. Oh my yeah. god. She admires you so much.
1: It's beautiful. Well, it made me feel bad because she was like, Be quiet, mommy. I'm trying to do my podcast. Oh Harley no, no, no. Told her that. Be quiet, you know. So yeah. So I don't know. I'm like,
2: I'm an awful mom. I'm like, no. Oh, just,
1: <laughs> no she wants
2: to be like you that's <laughs> yeah. what it is
0: especially when you're like telling the story about how she was like talking about the planets or something and then um she went and started working out because it's like a collaboration of like the two things that you you do you know she knows you do a yeah
1: she, she she's pretty yeah no she'll do her, she does workout videos and I'm like what are you doing she's like I'm zooming with my clients <laughs> I love that she wants to oh she wants to be just like you that's so sweet but then I also worry because she's like is this healthy to eat mommy and as I'm like everything's healthy to eat like eat whatever you want and she's like are you gonna go for a second run today and I'm like I hope I'm not giving her like some complex you know
0: I don't I don't think that you are at all. I think I mean, first of all, it's not a bad thing to be healthy. It's not a bad thing to work out. It's not a bad thing to go to runs or to eat healthy. None of that is our bad things. I don't think she you're giving her any kind of like negative complex, complex at all. I think you know, like you're just living your life healthy healthily and she's seeing that. All I know is she's a very happy little girl, so Yes,
1: that's all that matters to me.
2: Oh, absolutely! She's happy and she's confident
0: too, which is important.
1: Very confident,
0: too. Confident. That's funny. She's so cute. Um. So for me, I haven't really had a whole lot going on. Um. This week, I did acupuncture again on Tuesday. Um, I. I'm going to probably go like once a month now. And um, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it makes my I I used to get like neck pain all the time. I think I talked about this before, and it it helps so much. So um, that was something that I did this week uh, for myself, just, you know, a little, little bit of self care. And um, other than that, I've really just been um, working. Um, My birthday's next week. So I'm sure that Next week, I'll be like doing a bunch of different stuff and seeing family and doing all the things. So I, um, didn't really, you know, just kind of the calm before the storm, I guess for me. So speaking of your birthday, we're going to do the meet the podcast
1: or meet the yeah podcast host. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And I know we tweeted about that, but did you let everyone know, like, they can submit questions to us as well? And
0: so I need to get some of those questions in. Yeah. So I haven't gotten in any questions. I know I did tweet about it. Um, but yeah, send your questions to Abby and Michelle. They will be interviewing me next week and we'll be, um, dropping the episode on my birthday. We've been talking about doing the, uh, meet the hosts for a really long time. So just seemed kind of fitting for, um, everybody to get, get to know me a little bit more then. So I'm excited Um, Christina, send another tweet about it. So, and see if people submit, I think you should do another one. Okay. Yeah, I definitely will from our, uh, podcast page and I can for our Instagram too. Um, I posted something about, I guess just like reality TV worlds colliding, um, the other day, uh narice from the challenge and are you the one was uh posting pictures with trina who was on love island and all-star shore at nick vial who is former bachelor's um launch party for a robe line that he launched recently so really reality tv worlds colliding there big time so i posted about that and i will make sure that um that's the last thing i'm like not very active on our Instagram. I'll try to be better about that though. I'll post on there too. But if you guys want to post something on your guys's, um, pages too, that I'm sure that that would go a long way as well.
2: Oh, that's a good idea. Okay,
0: cool. Um, okay. So is there anything else you two want to add before we end here? Uh, no. All right. Um, Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you soon.